A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good, Chris. I have just turned on the lights to record this show and I've just realised that um, I bought very cheap glasses i broke my glasses uh, when uh, walking into a wall uh, recently and i grabbed my prescription from the opticians and i said you know what i'm not going to spend 250 quid on new glasses because that's how expensive they are because it's a massive monopolistic racket here in the uk and pretty much everywhere in the world to be honest there's like one company that does spectacles and they, they've got us all by the danglies um, and i just went online Spectacles.com. And I uh, um, and I went online and just bought some for 50 quid. And they're good, and they're cheap, and they're fine. But I've just realised I didn't do... I didn't plump for the extra um, kind of photosensitive coating. So oh. I'm just noticing that on, on the YouTube you'll be able to see a very reflective, very reflective... Uh, like the um, man that wears uh, them. Yeah, <laughs> very reflective man. Just constantly music. Uh, so you, you probably can't see my pupil, so apologies. You can't see my beautiful um, oh. brown eyes. <laughs> Dirty old brown eyes. I remember when I, when I used to work as a teacher, I worked with a Canadian guy. Nice guy. Mm. Big, deep, booming mm. voice. Before he w- became an ALT, he used to mm. be in glasses in like Toronto, in an optician. Oh, right. And he was like, do you know all glasses companies are owned by one company? And it was like the most underwhelming conspiracy fact story ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! All the... It's true though. They are. I, I can't ever remember the name of the company, but there's like one fucking. I think it's Italian. Company. I want to say it's a ta- it's an Italian company, yeah, but they are they yeah they. I think that every single brand is owned by them, which is absolutely amazing. Really, it is a big conspiracy. Most but, clever uh, Italians. Ferrero Rocher Chris... and glasses. The Italians' gift to the world. Do they make Ferrero Rocher? Ferrero Rocher sounds like a French uh, product. It's definitely Italian. Mm. Is it? Definitely. Oh. Come on, come on, come on. Yes, <laughs> it is, Italian, it is. Um, is it? Take okay, that, right, Pete. okay. I can, <laughs> I can hear you tapping away. Get that off, your, off the top of your dawn piece, did you? Um, Chris, <laughs> I am proud to announce that my car is on my father-in-law's driveway. Wow. Finally, after all it? that time. I've, I've positioned it onto his... Um, driveway. 
<laughs> that's it. <laughs> With a crane. That's all I've done. Yeah, that's all I've done. I've banged it onto the driveway, um, and it, so it runs. Um, I just need to do a few things to it uh, to get it through its MOT. Um, first things first, make it smell less of fags. <laughs> it absolutely stinks <laughs> of tabs. Cigarette smell. I'd, you know, we spoke about um, the thing that you always forget about Japan is that everything smells of cigarettes. Um, good God, this car smells of cigarettes, Chris. <laughs> was it? It's, it was previously uh, a taxi, right? Previously, I don't think. I, I mean, it was a. Sh- it was probably a chauffeur's car, I suppose. Is, you know, it's 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 in surprisingly good nick. I think I, I was expecting an absolute junker, um, but um, <clears throat> from the outside, the paintwork looks absolutely cracking. Um, there's only a couple of things that need doing to it. I think um, there's, a, there's a suspicious uh, message on the dashboard that I'll, I won't go into now, but I'll diagnose that at some at some later date and figure it out. But I think we'll get through the MOT. But it it's going to take a, 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 another two months to get through I think <laughs> but uh, it's all uh, early indications is it'll get there I think but it's just nice I... to actually be in it it's actually oh, nice yeah. to be kind of doing stuff like replace, replacing the battery myself and, and replacing the windscreen wipers and all that stuff it's exciting Pete the handyman it's mm. it's like Top Gun where he gets to play around with his own jet except it's not a jet it's a <laughs> yeah, ragged car exactly. from it's the a 90s ragged old car from yes. the 90s <laughs> I, pro tip when you're in Japan right don't ever get in the old-looking, crappy Toyota taxis because they do smell like atrocious, like an atrocity. <laughs> it's like facts. sweat and cigarettes and shit, and it's That's awful. what it's all about, though. No. The old Toy- Toyota Crown Comforts. They're, no. they're absolutely cracking. The older, the better, I say. And what I like, different areas have different... Um, kind of uh, decals and designs and stuff like that. Every little town, all the taxis will be black, or all the taxis will be that beautiful kind of Tokyo off cream yellow beige sort of colour. Oh, I, I bloody love it! I love Japanese taxis; they're cracking. I mean, I if yeah, if you're ever going to ride one, get in one of the big new London black cab looking ones. Boo, they're a lot more spacious. Boring. They smell nice. <laughs> they don't smell like the 1980s, and you'll have a much better. <laughs> I always feel sick when I'm in the back of one of the old ones because first of all, they're really cramped. The seat is like in your face, and that yeah. helps you smell the cigarettes and sweat. And often the taxi drivers, you know, they're smoking and then they sort of pull over in between jobs, they smoke away, chuck it. And that's why mm. the car smells like Natsuki's ashtray. But yeah, I would get the get the nice big black cabs and you will have a much more pleasant journey through <laughs> Japan. Well, they are bloody expensive. But yeah. I actually went and saw the... Um, I'm not really a monster film person, but I went and saw Godzilla Minus One. <laughs> Godzilla minus one. I don't know. I don't like the name. Sounds awful, but it's actually really good. Have you seen Mm. it? Have you seen this Godzilla film minus one? No. I mean, there's been a couple of sort of recent Godzilla films that have been reviewed incredibly well. Didn't Sharla work on one at one point? Uh, She did. She worked on Shin Godzilla, the new Mm. Godzilla. Like Shin means new. Yeah, critically acclaimed Shin Godzilla. Mm. She she helped the actresses practice their English. There was an mm. actress called, I think, uh, Satomi Ishihara. Really big, famous, you know, one of the biggest uh, celebrities in Japan. And Charlotte mm. had the unfortunate, difficult job of trying to teach her to speak English. She spoke no English, right? And some right. producer on Shin Godzilla was like, I know what we need. Let's get, you know, the hottest talent in Japan and make her into Charla. this American character, right? <laughs> make her right, into this yeah. American character. Mm. And nobody went, wait a minute, though, can she speak English? And then... Let's get a Canadian in. Well... (laughs) You've taught her French, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, her English isn't so good. It's it's sort of... 
There was a lot of criticism, I think, when it came out. Like, just sounded right. off. They should have just not done that. Just have. Oh, I mean, Japanese like, woman. but but you're effectively you're not teaching. Um, Charlotte wasn't teaching her English. She's teaching her like phonetic kind of pronunciation, I suppose, isn't it? Which is a completely different thing. Mm. It's like um, there was. An, uh, uh, I maybe mentioned it before, but in, there's an Italian song from the eighties, I think, seventies. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, where where they're sort of doing an impression of English and it sounds amazingly strange it's really good yeah. it sound, even through English um, t- tongued um, it sounds like it's English but it's, it's just not quite it's, I, I do find that sort of thing fascinating yeah if you type in like nonsensical Italian mm. English music video you'll see what mm. Pete's on about but it's really it's, it's an really absolute good. banger as well like what a song <laughs> <laughs> it's better than too much volcano and it, it hasn't is, even got worse it is Honestly, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd recommend Godzilla. They did a really good job. The special effect. I don't really get. I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, the special effects were amazing. It needs to have a good story. Mm. It still had an all right story, but the special effects were genuinely pretty good. And mm. I don't typically associate Japanese films with decent visual effects just because they lack the budget normally to to mm. have it. But apparently, there's a small team of folks working on it, and um, they did an amazing job. And it's mm. the first film where Godzilla's actually kind of scary. Because in the sort of Western recent ones, he's just a big walking dinosaur and you mm. don't really care. It's just like, eh. Whereas this one, he's genuinely terrifying and quite villainous. And I like that. I like that he's not some sort of... He's not a metaphor for a new, like atomic warfare. He's just an angry fucking dinosaur. He wants to kill people. <laughs> and that makes it a fairly compelling kind of film in my book. But yeah, recommend it. Check it out. It's pretty good. Nice. Cool. I don't know if it's out in the UK, but... It's, uh, no, it's I d- yeah, I watched a film yeah. with who's the fellow who was in? Um, uh, he was Moriarty in the BBC um, Sherlock Holmes stuff, and he's also in Fleabag as well. He played the vicar, Irish block, Andrew something. Or Andrew other. Scott, yeah, Andrew Scott. He's in a new film. Uh, mm. Film. I'm typing it in. Oliver's Strangers. Um, uh, a film about um, loss mainly, I think. Loss oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and 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 history and um, your formative years, and good fucking cra- like most of my <laughs> most of my favourite films, <laughs> like um, Eternal Sunshine and um, Virgin Suicides and Noi Albanoi, Noi the Albanoi. Um, they're all about like loss and they're all sad and they're all they're not depressing but they're sad and they're beautiful and this film is about as sad and as beautiful as it gets highly recommended all of us strangers um i think it's on 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 it will be on netflix soon enough but um i mean yeah it's 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 really really sad very london But very sad. I recommend it. <laughs> but is it as good as a dinosaur smashing up Ginza in Tokyo? You bet it's I think not. that would have been, I think, in the third act, I think, if the whole thing had turned into kind of like a Cloverfield rip. <laughs> you know, like Cloverfield, <laughs> like, you know when they sort of don't have, um, they, they can't get a film made, they just slap the word Cloverfield laying or something into it, and it becomes that. They do. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, ten, are we getting into film? This is just turning to film chat, but like... Film ten chat! Ten, Film chat. Ten Cloverfield Lane, really, really good film, where it's set in mm. a bunker with John Goodman as the most villainous man. Really good film, actually. Really good. Mm. And the original Cloverfield was good. And then they it had was, the it was Cloverfield a real, People had a paradox. lot of buzz to it, didn't it? Yeah, it had a lot yeah, of buzz to it. Yeah, the last one ruined it. Whenever they, but whenever they, they, they can't get film made, they just put Cloverfield on it. And that's kind of like a weird franchise now. 
Very strange. Very strange. Natsuki the Movie 2, Cloverfield edition. Yes, <laughs> get Natsuki, <laughs> Natsuki the film made with Cloverfield, lovely. A threadbare plot <laughs> with a big yeah. fucking dinosaur rolling around <laughs> North Japan. We've got a story this week yeah. from Crystal, who says, Hello, Chris and Pete. My other half and I have been watching abroad in Japan for quite a few years now, taking your recommendations and planning our eventual trip. Thanks for all that you do. We finally have a story to share as we got to fly out at the end of August last year during the golden, uh, sorry, doing the golden route uh, one and um, one day and one night in lovely Nikkor, which I think I was the most excited to see. On our fourth day, uh, just before going to Nikkor, we decided to experience the delights of Golden Guy in Shinjuku and see if Tokyo's nightlife mm. held up to its amazing reputation. Uh, we started the night well, hopping from one bar to the next, opting for the quieter bars to try and meet the locals and practice our limited Japanese. Uh, every single bar had the kindest people, each offering us snacks and giving us long stories of their lives in Japanese. We even got to try some of the infamous fugu fish in one of the cat-themed bars. <laughs> There's a cat-themed bar in Golden Guy, my God. <laughs> However, unbeknownst to me, the entire evening, my sneaky partner was telling our new drinking friends that he was planning to pop the question the next day in Nikkor. Oh, my God. Every time I came back from the bathroom, I would come back to a bar of shots and drinks from the very generous locals. (laughs) And knowing it's very rude to turn down a gift, I felt like I had to drink them all. Skipping forward to the next morning, I had the worst hangover in my entire life. I felt so bad for my boyfriend. Imagine sitting on the train in a beautiful countryside, ring in your pocket, all excited to see a pale, very tired girlfriend trying desperately not to throw up. Thankfully, when we got to Nikkor and I ate a huge bowl of rice, I felt more human. Everything worked out, but the celebratory champagne was left untouched that evening. So I guess in this long story, I'd like to ask, is it impolite to turn down gifts of alcohol in Japan? Have you ever overindulged on a night out similar to me. Thank you so much, guys. Crystal, <laughs> congratulations, Crystal. It sounds like it was a very painful and unpleasant proposal. <laughs> but glad it worked out in the end. That's was cool, he though. just getting her drunk enough to accept <laughs> the actual <laughs> proposal? She must have come out from the toilet every time, been like, wait a minute, yeah. why is the bar erupting into more rapturous applause? Yeah. Yeah. Why is everyone high-fiving? I don't... <laughs> it's not like... You know, it's not rude to turn down a drink. I think it just kills the mood. Like I, mm. I, uh, yeah, depends on the mood. And, Throw it over you know, your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> pour it into a bowl of rice nearby or something. I don't know. I, <laughs> I would, yeah, just uh, sometimes I just go along with it. Sometimes I don't. But don't worry about it. Never worry about being rude by turning down alcohol. <laughs> I'm trying to like not drink as much this year, and it's no. generally going well so far. Generally, generally, going generally. Well. Generally going well. I've had to turn down a bit of alcohol, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But Mm. we got a story this week about foreigners in Japan, or rather, no foreigners in Japan. Uh, (laughs) This is a weird story. What's going on, Pete? Tell us about what's going on. Why is there no foreigners in rural Japan? Christopher. Well, apparently, well, this is the title of the story anyway. Most Japanese outside major urban areas say... They do not engage with foreign nationals. A recent Good. survey has shown that Ugh. Japanese people who reside outside the country's major cities do not regularly interact with the foreign nationals who live in their communities. The online survey by Research Institute at Taisho University was conducted from October to November on Japanese residents in 59 cities, towns and villages across the country where foreign nationals account 5% or more of the population. It did not include uh, the 23 wards in central Tokyo nor the country's 20 designated major cities. Of 
the thousand people who gave uh, valid responses, 83% said they do not have regular exchanges with the foreign nationals who live alongside them. Uh, and those who do said that they're colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> their colleagues are non-Japanese right. people um, and some people say that they're sort of neighbours and uh, only 21% of that uh, collection of people said that they have foreign friends um, asked whether they want a higher percentage of foreign nationals in their community half of them said they do not many citing concerns about increased friction or deterioration of the social order. Uh, hard to agree hard to, not to agree with that one. Um, Japan has been opening up to more foreign workers to combat the slide in its work and age and overall population. At the end of October the number of foreign workers in Japan stood at a record high of 2 million according to the Labour Ministry which doesn't seem like a lot. Um, Professor Yuko Tsukasi uh, no, Tsukasaki who led the research, uh, said that because Japanese increasingly rely on foreign nationals for labour, it must make the country a place where they can live comfortably and build long careers. We must listen properly to foreign residents and make steady efforts to bring about a harmonious society, Tsukasaki said. Um, Chris, uh, is it about the language? Is it about the culture? Is it just about people not wanting to get things wrong? I think it just comes you know there's so many rules and japanese culture is so Mm. rigid there's always a certain way to do things and when you have Mm. somebody who doesn't know all that stuff turn up then causes friction it causes stress you know people get quite anxious about things like that Mm. and not being able to communicate or whatever um so i think it all comes down to language really Uh, but uh, you know japan i one of my greatest things that i thought was ridiculous or Unfortunate is a lot of uh, ALTs, English language teachers in Japan, you know, they finish their stint after two, three years, and there's never really much of an effort on part of the local authority or local government to try and keep those people uh, in the community and get them to stay in some way. Because those are people who are ideally placed to then become a part of that area, right? And um, Mm. I always find that to be a shame. You know, people that have... You know, if I if somebody had offered me a job in the town of Sakata, where I used to live, after two three years, and I said oh, I don't want to teach anymore, what other options are there? If somebody had you know proposed something, I might have tried to stay a bit longer because I was happy in my life there, and I think mm. most ALTs are sort of forced to leave because there's just no opportunities made for them. There's not much effort mm. put into keeping them there, and there is a sort of expectation like good job, well done, now fuck off. And I think that's a yeah. real shame, you know, uh, and I think. It's it's Japan's loss when you've got people that have spent so much time integrating, making friends, and then you sort of and have a real love for the community the as door. well. Have a real love absolutely. for the culture. Absolutely, I I I was probably at my happiest in Yamagata and Sakata because I felt I had a place in society when I was at my peak. I was doing, you know, I was teaching. I was ran in a kaiwa. I was involved in two international, um, like international mm. centres in two different cities. I did so much, and I. Had I, I felt like I had a place and a purpose. And then my contract as a teacher was up, and it was like, good job, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck off. And it's like, oh, uh, shit. And you, at the end of the day, you're educating, you're educating the community. You're educating the, the youth. And you're giving back <laughs> to the community. Fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken children. I don't know if I taught them anything of value, really. No, okay, <laughs> I do. But at the same time, maybe it was on me, you know. Maybe the opportunities were there, but I would have needed to become really fluent at Japanese, which is a very mm. hard undertaking, you know, uh, especially in two to three years. So I don't know, really. It's a, it's unfortunate. Um, 
But um, it, it's it's just the way it is, isn't it? It's, it's a shame. It's and just the way it is. But maybe but I'm not you surprised. just need to... Maybe you just, maybe Chris, if you'd just been a little bit more circumspect, a little bit more pleasant, we wouldn't have these figures. <laughs> we wouldn't have these people voting. No, I don't want to hang out with whatever Chris Broad is in my village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised that it's 54 percent that cite concerns mm. about friction and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I think, you know, not not necessarily about attracting more and more foreigners to come move to Japan, but attracting. Or sort of giving opportunities to ones that are already here. You know, there's a, mm. a staggering amount of people teaching English on the JET program alone. I think in the tens of thousands. And if you could find ways to keep them here, if they wanted to stay here, if they want to, you know, mm. hang around, then I think mm. it'll be to everyone's benefit. Um, you know, but yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, mm. isn't it? But oh, Japan. Never mind. Japan isn't Japan, perfect. Isn't it? As we discussed <laughs> with Miss Japan last week or and the debacle of all that stuff going on um yeah. and the notion of identity in japan and yeah you have to take the good with the bad with japan i love it here but i'm abundantly you know i i realize that there's it's not perfect there's lots of things japan could work on but it's getting mm-hmm. there and there's been a lot of positive changes in the time that i've been here and um they certainly are accepting a lot more foreign workers now um more than ever before, as we've also covered. Mm. So change is coming. But we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, questions, and comments in the fax machine. See you A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! 
And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got from our listeners this week, Mr. Donaldson? Fill us in. Listeners. Um, hello, Chris and Bate. This is from Stephen. Me and my boyfriend always book a nice break every September. We look for a mix of adventure and relaxation. And our past two trips has been island hopping in Greece and a train journey through Italy from Venice to Rome. We are very excited to be spending three weeks in Japan this September. My question is, uh, there will be plenty of adventure, but can you recommend any locations to relax? We're flying in and out of Tokyo and are planning to hit up all of the usual tourist hotspots. Many thanks, Steven. Ooh, locations to relax, Chris. A little bit of <laughs> R&R. Locations to relax. Let's go to a hot Ooh. spring, isn't it? Go and well, look spring. at get go Nico. Go and propose. Get drunk. <laughs> like Crystal and her partner. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I I went skiing last week. It was relaxing in some respects. It was also quite painful, but mm. depends what kind of re- relaxation you're after. But I, you know, for me, it's not so much the quantity of a holiday. I find like most people in Japan take like a weekend away and stay at a mm. ryokana inn where you can have like a nice meal mm. and a good bath and sit in a hot spring. And for me, that's that's perfect. You know, I don't need to go away for like a week and sit on a beach in Spain, like Pete does. I'm happy sitting in a bathtub, <laughs> splashing around, eating some salmon. As Just sitting tuna. in your own bath, <laughs> splashing around. But no, I, I'd say like, you know, go to Hakone, Kisatsu, right. hit up one of the onsens, uh, get a nice, get a nice uh, Machia townhouse in Kanazawa or Kyoto mm. and spend a few days just... You know, living in a nice little neighbourhood in a in a, in a in a quaint neighbourhood of Kyoto, mm. you know, things like that. Got a lot of time for that. Lovely That's idea. My idea. That. Beautiful, yeah. fantastic. We've yeah, got one here from Ando from Australia. He says, "Hello, Chris and Pete. I've caught back up on the podcast after my third trip to Japan. One thing that makes my trips memorable is coming across funny English phrases that have been slapped improperly onto a product or brand." That's basically what I built the entire Broad Japan brand off of originally. Uh, a couple of my favourites have been, number one, Daiso selling trash bins with catharsis <laughs> written boldly on the front. <laughs> what the fuck? Cathar- that is quite cathartic, putting stuff in the bin, isn't it? I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that and put it in put a video. In. Uh, yeah. And the second one was a clothing store seemingly named Everything is a Radiate. With their tagline, being like you is the number one. We're the, we're the number two option. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's a Pete Dolson style phrase, that is. My question to you guys yeah, is, what's the funniest or most memorable uh, usage of English you've encountered in Japan? And from Australia. I saw one the other day that I can't repeat here because the video will get demonetized. But go and look at my Twitter and you will see a beautiful mountain... And somebody wearing a shirt with <laughs> yes. an abhorrent phrase written on her back. And I don't understand. I don't know how that <laughs> phrase is there. Um, yeah. But it includes the word that sounds like ape. And I'll say no more. Go and, go and oh, look at yes, that. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, uh, I remember that. Yeah, so brilliant. weird. <laughs> Got one last one from <laughs> yeah. David. He says, I'll be coming back to Japan, guys, in the end of December for the 18th time. Bloody hell, David, you've been here. You've, oh. you've travelled to Japan more times than I have. On this trip, I want to see more music shows, but I find it's kind of tricky to find them. The only thing that seems to be announced are the huge shows with the world artists. They're very expensive. From my experience, if you want to see local bands, it's mostly word of mouth. Do you guys like live music? What's the best way to get info on upcoming gigs? Best regards, David. Yeah, Taylor Swift was here the other day, and it was a big deal. Yes, she quite famously had to get 
basically the last chopper out of Hanoi to get back to <laughs> um, get back to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I think uh, everyone's obviously you know she she speaks about her credentials as a environmentalist, um, but uh, yeah, she was obviously criticised for. Um, for absolutely jetting it back, and apparently they had a, a plane on standby, so actually her carbon footprint is is double what it should be. <laughs> but hey, she's Taylor Swift, and apparently that's important. <laughs> I don't understand her music, but I think it's mostly not no. aimed at guys. Alas, not not a big. I don't fan. know. But I just I, I, well, I think there's a lot of people I know who really like a lot 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 of um, lads I know who really like Taylor Swift. But I I just does not. I mean, my age, my sex obviously ties into it a little bit, but I mean, you know, I I like her sort of stuff, but I I don't necessarily her. I just stuff. I just bounce off. It just seems quite. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. I don't. It's just I don't know. There's just not enough important pop out there. Maybe I don't know. If you listen to the lyrics of Bad Blood, my God, that's an mm. awful song. Now we got problems. Now we got bad. Oh, ugh. anyway. We've enough <laughs> ranting about that. She's richer than gods, and she'll be remembered mm. long after we're dead. Woohoo! Mm. Uh, music gigs in Japan. <laughs> I'm not your man. I I was I was envious. A friend of mine went to see Tatsuro Yamashita, and I didn't even know he had, it was doing gigs. So I missed that. <laughs> I always miss the gigs. I remember when I lived in Sendai. I walked past the poster one day, and it's like it said, uh, "Tomorrow Sting is in town playing oh. Sting's music," <laughs> and, uh, and then I. <laughs> I had a friend who showed Toto around Sendai and hold wow. the line and Africa and all that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I felt really bad for her. She said uh, she was guiding them around Sendai and they got to the gig and they were like, you know what, mm. after the gig, let's all go out for a drink. And she was like, yeah. And then after the gig, she couldn't get back to stage because she didn't have any ID oh, or something. They wouldn't let her back. Shame. So she couldn't go that for drinks with Toto. So, oh, shit. I had a similar experience with the band Biffy Claro once. It was very upsetting. <laughs> um, in in Portugal. Um, what was I going to say? I, uh, <laughs> I've been doing this quite recently, quite a lot recently on the podcast. On podcasts. I've been going, what was I going to say? Like... Uh, usually, I just barrel straight into a sentence, and I don't worry about where I'm going to end up. But lately, I've been really thinking about it, <laughs> going, what Ooh. was I going to say? Oh, dear. Um, it's a real change. It, it marks a real sea change for Pete Donaldson. I, I, don't, I don't barrel into sentences anymore. I stop. <laughs> I think. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <Not as laughs> My favourite interview you ever did with a musician is probably Richard Ashcroft, because he was chatting uh, absolute shit, and... I remember looking at it just the camera just cuts to you and you look like you want to throw yourself out a window. It's so funny. <laughs> it was Go a bit, and watch um, that. It was the, it was that man who uh, who's always drinking um Dunkin' Donuts, the Batman man. Uh, yeah, ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. He's, there's right. always like there's always like a shot of him behind his uh, behind his shed, or <laughs> like going into a back door in his house, just looking completely depressed. And now he's sort of playing up to it a little bit. I enjoy that meme immensely. Oh man. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift, didn't it? She she sold out the stadium. I don't know why we're going about Taylor Swift again. David, my advice to you is just look up the artist and see where they end up. Well, I mm. went to see Depeche Mode last year, and I wanted oh, yeah. to see them in the UK. They'd sold out there. The only place they were playing was Norway. So I got a holiday in Norway out of it for like three days, <laughs> and I got to see Depeche Mode. And that was a cool. cracking good time. A cracking good time indeed. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to a broad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now.
Japan is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 